Early on in the documentary, George asks, how could these two idiots become so bloody massive? How? Yes, yeah, a good question. <laughs> um, well, the music was superb. We took the recording, the songwriting, the recording seriously, but not us. Neither of us went into, formed a band initially as schoolboys to be celebrities or to, to have fame um, thrust upon us. We did it to write songs and perform. George says this of you in the documentary. Andrew was this kind of idol that I had. He was the first person I'd ever hung around with that was much stronger than me. Almost everything came from Andrew. Andrew changed my life in exactly the way someone needed to change my life if I was going to be a pop star. No one knew then in the 80s when Wham were at the height of their fame really what your contribution was, how important you were to this band. You co-wrote Wham Rap, Club Tropicana, Careless Whisper. What was it like to have your role then minimised by the critics and by outsiders? It irritated uh, a wee bit at first, but our my relationship with, with Yog was you know, very much one of equals. Uh, it could never have been worked otherwise. And Wham was always more than the sum of its parts. I think, uh, uh, I, that's what I think gave it its its sort of unique um, quality and character. Um, so I learned to live with it. Um, Did and you? Yeah, yeah. Y you know, you, one can't let those things weigh one down. You know, they, they'd be an encumbrance that, that would inhibit so much of life. Famously, you were invited on Top of the Pops, which I should say to our younger viewers, uh, Absolutely every teenager watched back then. How important was that TV appearance in, in taking Wham to stratospheric heights? Uh, it, it was um, really the, the moment because it's a national audience and, and, it, and it revealed us to the, our public. And had we not had that, unlikely that, um, that we'd, we'd have had released another track, to be honest. We see in the doc that after shooting the video for Club Tropicana in Ibiza, one morning George told you that he might be gay or bisexual. How would you describe that period? How did you react? Well, we, we were riding high. We were, it, it, Club Trop was um, our first location video and it was the first kind of um, inkling of our elevation status. Uh, um, and we were sort of shooting a video, but also on holiday. <laughs> he, he, he gave me a ring and asked me to go and see him uh, or just to come and have a chat. It made no difference to, to, to us. I couldn't see that it would make any difference. Actually, at the time, I didn't see that it made much difference to, to Wham. The difference we thought it would make would be to his dad, and that's why we 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 counselled against um, him making it um, public. But as he says in in the documentary, you know that 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 came at a bit of a cost. That decision not to. He said, for many years, my support system was Andrew. Did that ever feel like a responsibility, a big responsibility? No, it, it didn't, um, and 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 I was unaware of that. Um, our friendship was such that the, you know, the support was there uh, by dint of that fact. Um, certainly that, the, that's how I felt. We, we, we had been in each other's company and pockets for a decade. 
or, and, and more. And I think he was referring, he was referring to, to when he then embarked upon his George Michael career proper, because it's uh, when you're when you're on your own, it's a very different kettle of fish. You met each other at school. What did you think of him when you saw him first, George? Um, Keeping it as clean as you can. Well, it's difficult, really. And what did I first think of him? I thought he was uh, pretty loud. Uh, you know, brash young. You thing. admired him, in other words. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought now there's a boy I want to sit next to. George speaks of the end of the band. If I was looking for happiness, I should not be trying to catch up with Michael Jackson or Madonna. Does that suggest that his, the nature of his personality, you could call it his ego, that's a word used pejoratively, I don't mean it like that, but no, do you think that's George's... He did have an ego. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but was, uh, that, was that a cause it, of his unhappiness at points? It drove him. Right. And, and his ambition uh, it had consequences. What do you mean by that? Well, it drove him to compete uh, and drove him to um, position himself alongside those that he perceived as his peers and as uh, at the very elite level. And, you know, that ambition and aspiration did have a personal cost. It would have a personal cost for anyone. How would you describe the personal cost to him then? Well, he, he was a, a very private man and he, he enjoyed the company of his friends. He, he wasn't particularly gregarious beyond that situation. And he, he didn't like the intrusion. He didn't really, um, it, it, it was very much a, a sort of Faustian pact that he had with success because he, he really he really didn't like the the aspects of the fame, the negative aspects of fame that came with success. I know you went to see ABBA Voyage in East London, where we see 2D versions of ABBA from 1979. They are avatars. What did you think of it? I absolutely loved it. I was transported. Can you ever envisage trying to recreate something like that for Wham? Yes. Can you? Yeah, I think it would be fantastic um, to have Wham at its pomp playing live. So would I, but obviously George Michael is no longer here. Are there ethical questions? Of course there are ethical questions and, and, and the, that decision would be uh, a mutual decision between myself and the estate should it ever come to it. And I can't speak for them, I don't know how they would feel about it, but I think it could be done and I think it could be done exceptionally well. I, I'd pay to go and see it. How much do you miss him? Well, a, a lot. Um, not all the time, but you know, you know it's like when you lose someone. Um, the, the intensity of that loss uh, um, reduces over time and the frequency. Um, but there are obviously moments where uh, our relationship is, is thrust for front and foremost. The, the, the documentary is one. So, you know, I, I've been closer to, to, to Yog over these last two or three years than, than I had for a little while. And obviously you love him still, dearly. 
Yeah, uh, I think anyone who knew him um, uh, loved him and, and had a great affection for him. Um, you know, he was uh, an exceptionally kind and generous friend and he was bloody funny as well. Andrew Ridgely, thank you very much for talking to us. You're very welcome. Thank you, Victoria.